Now, Thomas? Okay. Well, we praise God that each one of you are here this morning. I, I pray that you've had a good time in Sunday school. If you didn't get to make Sunday school, I would encourage you to do so, to be a part, to be in those classes, to have the Word, and also to have the fellowship. Now, I, uh, I want you to know that this morning, we're going to have to revert back to the old way of doing things. I told some folks, hey, we did it the old way a whole lot longer than we've been doing it the new way. Our screens are down. It's just not working. Thomas has done everything in the world from turn it upside down and shake it. Still doesn't work. So this morning, reach down, grab your hymnals, sing along with Harold and the choir as we used to many, many days ago. Also, the announcements can't be up there. So Miss Tosh is going to tell you about what the ladies have happening. Good morning. So I want to talk to you ladies about our Take Courage Bible Study. It starts this week. So today is your last day to sign up. So if you're interested in that, we have three different options for you. So no excuses. We have one on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday afternoon. Afternoon. Um, please see our bulletin board. Or Yes, our bulletin board has the sign-up sheet below it. So if you're interested, please sign up today so we can make sure we have the correct amount of books. They are... $15 each, so I'm looking forward to that. It's really good study, very good study through Haggai. I'm very excited. Also, I wanted to uh, put a little bug in your ear about our ladies' retreat. It is September 9th. It's a one-day retreat this year. We're going to have good food, fun fellowship, and an easy craft. So it should be hitting everyone's sweet spot all day long. Um, the sign-up sheet is on our bulletin, or on our table below the bulletin board, information is on our bulletin board, so please see that. Um, put your money in the... $25. Um, put it, your money in an envelope, put your first name and last name on the envelope, and give it to Miss Cindy, and we look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you, Miss Tosh. We appreciate that. I want to remind the men, please... Get signed up for the fall retreat. We're going to have a great time at that at, at Trace Hollow Resort. We've got the entire resort reserved just for us. So you come, be a part. We have the reservations made at uh, the Stake Inn for Friday night, going and getting us a steak. So please get signed up. Sign up sheets back there. You can pick your bed. They're listed uh, down there. Write your name on it. It's your bed to sleep in in that cabin. So please do so. Get that, uh, get that taken care of. Also, I would remind you of the Loving Choice Banquet. would encourage you to be a part of that. It's, uh, it's a great time of hearing what the Loving Choice is doing and also have a good time in fellowship and a meal and uh, have the opportunity, if God leads you, to help support that ministry. And I would encourage you to, to be a part of that and be there for that. Also, I want to remind you tonight at 6 o'clock, we will have a call business meeting. Uh, we encourage you to be here, be a part of that, so that you know what's going on within our church, some clarifications on some things. 
and we encourage you to be a part of that. We say thank you for our membership being here. May God bless you for being here. And also I say thank the Lord for our guest. Our guest, would you please fill out a little slip of paper there in front of you in the pew. Drop it in the offering plate so that we'll have a record of you being here. And, uh, and all we praise God that you're here to worship with us here this morning. So at this time, I'm going to ask you to stand with me and let's ask the Lord to bless our service. Lord God, we do praise you. We humble our hearts before you this morning, Father. Lord God, you have your way and your will throughout the entire service. Receive unto yourself our praise and worship, Father. And then, Lord God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, speak clearly, distinctly, and loudly through the Word of God. Give us an ear to hear and a heart to receive. And Lord God, we'll give you praise for it all. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come lead us, Brother Harold. Good morning. All right, everybody reached for a hymnal this morning. May need your reading glasses too. <laughs> but uh, hymn number 361. May know this course by heart, but 361. We have entered into his house and gathered in his name to worship, to worship him. We have entered in house and gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into his house and gathered in his name to worship him. We have come into his house and gathered in his name to worship Christ the Lord. Worship him, Christ the Lord. Let's forget about ourselves and gather in the name and worship Him. Let's forget about ourselves and magnify His name and worship Him. Let's forget about ourselves and magnify His name and worship Christ the Lord, worship Him, Christ the Lord. Amen. May be seated. Hymn number 10 in our hymn books. Number 10, How Great Thou Art. Good old hymn. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hand have made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, 
thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. When through the woods and forest glades I wander, and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees. When I look down from lofty mountain gender and hear the brooks and feel the gentle breeze, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. And when I think, that caught his son despairing, sent him to die. I scarce can take it in that on that cross my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art. When Christ shall come, when Christ shall come, with shout of acclamation, and take me home, what joy will fill my heart. Then I shall know in humble adoration, and there proclaim how great a guide thou Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. 
Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Amen. How great You are, Lord. We have heard the joyful sound, 581 in our hymn book. You know, there's a lot of joyful sounds in the world, but there's two words in this song that's really joyful. Jesus saves. Let's say that together. Jesus saves. Again, Jesus saves. That's joyful. That joyful sound. We've heard the joyful sound. We have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Spread the tidings all around. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Bear the news to every land. Climb the steep and cross the waves. Onward is the Lord command. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Rapid oil, the rolling tide. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Tell the sinners far and wide. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Sing ye islands of the sea. Echo back the ocean grave. Earth is she, her jubilee. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Verse 4. Give the winds a mighty voice. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Let the nations now rejoice. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. South salvation full and free. Highest hills and deepest cave. This our song of victory. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Amen. Let's turn now to 438. 438. Remember that day when Jesus did save. Let's stand on this verse. I mean, on this song. It's him. The last verse. Ushers, come forward, please. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. After I'd wander in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend. He met the need of my heart. Shadowed despairing with joy, I'm telling. He made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away 
and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above into God's family divine. Justified freely through Calvary line. Oh, what a standing is mine. When the transition so quickly was made, when at the sinner I came, took of the offer and grace that it offered, he saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. There at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Now I have a hope from the heavenly adore after the passing of time. Ushers come forward. I'm future of heaven for sure. There at the mansion sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I did pray. And blessing fraternal from his precious hand and made and glory filled my soul. There at the cross, the Savior made me whole. And my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. As we give unto the Lord God his tithes and our love offerings, will you join with me as we pray? Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name for how you bless us so abundantly. Now, Lord God, receive unto yourselves these tithes, these offerings, sacrifice of offering to you, Father. You use them, you bless them, further your kingdom with them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
The Word of God says that we bring our, put our tithes and our offerings on the altar before Him. And we ask Him to bless them. But we have received the tithes and the offerings. We're placing them on the altar. And now we're going to ask God to bless them. Father, we praise You. We love You. We strive to do things according to Your will. And we thank You, Father, for those that have given unto You. And You bless them in a mighty way. Now bless these tithes and offerings, Father. And we give You praise for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, LaDonna said I should say morning. Morning. Uh, but I, uh, I do have some guests here with me, and I wrote down their names so I wouldn't forget them. Phyllis and Tom, been friends, been for a long time, and our next-door neighbors and, and friends. Miranda, can't hear me? I'm I'm crazy. Uh, ST's going like this. So, and our neighbors Miranda and Jeremy. Now I can hear myself and Eli. And I've seen Eli's getting a lot of attention there, which is good. He's quite the he's quite the guy. And I know we have some first-time visitors back there, Cherry's neighbors, I believe. And uh, others, visitors, thank you for being here, and also our regulars as well. Uh, this song is called Promises by Maverick City. And uh, several people asked me what I was singing, and I said, Promises by Maverick City. And they go, whoa, never, never heard of that. And uh, the youth will know it. I hope they recognize it. But anyhow... Uh, And LaDonna requested a song. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant and faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you do just what you said though the storms may come and the winds may blow i'll remain steadfast and let my heart learn when you speak a word it will come to pass great is your faithfulness to me Great is your faithfulness to me. God, from age to age, though the earth may pass away, your word remains the same. 
Your history can prove there's nothing you can't do. You're faithful and true. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I will remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. I put my faith in Jesus my anchor to the ground my hope and firm foundation he'll never let me down i put my faith in jesus my anchor to the ground my hope and firm foundation he'll never let me down He'll never let me down. I'll still bless you in the middle of my storm, in the middle of my trial. I'll still bless you when I'm in the middle of the road and I don't know which way to go. I'll still bless you. I've got a reason to bless your name. I'll still bless you, I will bless your name, I will bless your name. Great is your faithfulness to me, great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. I think there's a children's church gathering back there at the back. Never ceases to amaze me. Kiddos as they go to be a part of Children's Church. I want to say a special thank you, and you need to also say a special thank you to Miss Sam. The bulletin last week, the bulletin you have in your hand today, she had to do it at home, glue, stick, patch, and everything else in order to get it together so you would have a bulletin because all of our systems have been down here at the church. 
So you have a bulletin because Miss Sam went the extra mile last week and this week. And we thank you, Sam, for doing that. Well, we didn't want you not to have a bulletin. You might have, might have got confused about what was happening. This morning, as we look at the Word of God, I ask you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. We're going to start looking in verse 11, but we're going to actually pick up in verse 17. From Galatians chapter 11 down to 17, I'm going to kind of talk you through it. The Word of God tells us there in chapter 2, Galatians, verse 11 and following, that Peter was getting caught up and walking with those that acknowledged salvation through faith, yet when the Judaizers, those that believed in the law and had not accepted the grace of Jesus Christ, came to town, he socialized with them. And in doing so, he drew some of those that had believed in salvation through Christ, and even some of the others like Barnabas to follow him and be a part of fellowshipping with those that believed in the law and rejected Christ Jesus which was a sin. For well, we know the law does not justify anyone, certainly does not bring salvation at all. Now, the Word of God tells us when Jesus came, He came to fulfill that law. All of that law that was set in Moses' day, when Jesus came, He came to fulfill it. Now then, if you can imagine with me what it would have been like when Paul confronted Peter eyeball to eyeball. And that's what it tells us there in those first verses in chapter 2 that, P that Paul confronted Peter and said, Peter, you're messing up. Peter, you're being caught up by trying to please the Judaizers. You're trying to please those that believe in Jesus Christ. And, and Peter said, I can hear him. I've not turned away from salvation in Jesus. And Paul says, you can't have one foot in one part and the other foot in the other. Either you're going to be faithful to God or you're going to be faithful to the law. Which is it going to be? I'm sure beyond a shadow of a doubt, Peter's heart was crushed. And we pick up in verse 17, as to Paul gives him instruction. But if we were to seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. 
I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live out Christ's life in me. And the life which I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God for the righteousness comes through the law. Then Christ died in vain. Lord God, I ask you to speak to our heart this morning. Let us just receive that which you would have us receive through the power of God the Holy Spirit. We give you praise for it, Father. We thank you for it. We thank you for the truth of your word, the leadership of God the Holy Spirit. Now, Father, speak freely, and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found to be sinners. The Word of God says we've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. And folks, even after you acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're still subject to sin. The Word says that we have that sin nature, and it's, it's within our being if we're not led and totally consumed by God the Holy Spirit, we're going to sin. Sometimes it's a sin of omission. It doesn't always have to be a, a, what, what the world considers a terrible, awful, bad sin. You know, the world says, hey, if you kill somebody, steal something, you've really sinned and all. Folks, anytime we do anything that doesn't bring glory to God, it's a sin. It's just that simple. It's a sin. So we in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts, as we serve God, go through every day, we are sinners. I've had people say to me, well, I'm saved and I don't sin anymore. Well, I'm sorry, you're mistaken. You are a sinner. You still sin. It may be a sin of thought, attitude, Maybe something that says it comes out of your mouth that shouldn't, a word. But here the word simply says to us, yes, we're still sinners. Then is Christ himself a minister of sin? Certainly not. Just because we acknowledge the power, the presence, and saving grace of Christ Jesus in our lives, and we still sin because of our nature, that doesn't mean that Jesus acknowledges and accepts that sin. It's still sin. And it still has to be forgiven. And how do we do that? How do, how do, we, forgive, how do, we, how do we ask God to forgive us? You know, I... Uh, I ever once, I'm sure y'all can't imagine this, but every once in a while, I do something wrong to Miss Cherry. And I have to go to her and I say, Honey, I messed up again. And sometimes I have to put parentheses and capital letters on again. But I messed up again. Will you please forgive me? In all of her graciousness and her love, and through the leadership of God the Holy Spirit, she says, sure, honey, I forgive you. I forgive you. We can talk 
to our Heavenly Father in the very same way. When we have sin in our lives, we need to go to God and say, Lord God, I've messed up again. Will you please, God, through the grace of your Son's shed blood, forgive me for that sin. And just as Miss Cherry says, I forgive you, honey, God says even quicker, I'll forgive you. Not only will I forgive you, I will forgive it. So Christ Jesus is not a minister of sin. He is a forgiver of sin. He is the one that makes it possible for you and I to come before Him when we're open, when we're honest, when we're not trying to live by the letter of the law according to Moses, but we're living according to the grace of Christ Jesus. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, if all of that within my life that I turned away from, the Word says, when you ask Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior, all old things pass away. And everything, and everything becomes as new. It's gone. God's forgiven it. It's not to be brought up again. But if I get caught up in the world, if I get caught up in legalism, if I get caught up in trying to do things according, as Peter did here, to make people happy, God simply says, listen, if I'm going to rebuild that that I have destroyed, it's going to consume my life. It's going to take over. What's it going to do for me? It says, even though those things, I, I make myself a transgressor. I make myself a sinner. I make myself out to be something that I'm not. I know you've heard as well as I have down through the years. Well, I know this person in your church and, and I've seen them out doing this, 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 and this and something else and they claim to be a Christian. And if that's what being a Christian is, I don't need that. Folks, listen, that's exactly what Paul is talking about here. He's saying, if you claim to be a Christian and you walk in the world as Peter was serving, trying to be a part of what the Judaizers was doing and trying to be a part of what the Gentiles were doing that believed in Christ Jesus through faith, trying to put them together and, and be in both places. Both, the Word of God tells us simply, He was destroyed. He was rebuilding that which He had destroyed in the faith of Christ Jesus. You don't need, you don't need to bring it back in your life. Once we turn to Christ Jesus, we need to acknowledge that He has fulfilled the law through His death, burial, and resurrection. Through that death, burial, and resurrection, He's provided us forgiveness. And through our faith in Christ Jesus of His death, burial, and resurrection, we can receive forgiveness and salvation. And through receiving 
that gift of forgiveness and salvation, God the Holy Spirit seals us until the day of redemption. We are sealed, we are protected, we are guaranteed to spend eternity with God. Then why do we want to reach back into the world, pull into our lives, and get caught up in what's going on in the world around us? This is what Peter was doing. This is what Paul was confronting him about. This is what is happening within a lot of our world today. We can come to church on Sunday. We can sit in the pews. We can sing the songs. We can preach the Word. We can listen to the Word. And then the rest of the week, we go out and become a part of the world. And we leave our faith in church. Folks, it's so important for us to realize that when we go against the faith in Christ Jesus, we're saying to the world, Jesus has lied. He didn't die for me. He didn't wash my sins away. I can vacillate back and forth and I'm okay. The Word of God simply says to us, listen, in verse 19, For I through the law died to the law that I might live to God. I walked away from the law. I turned my back on the law. I acknowledged the fact that in order to have eternal life, I have to live in God. Now folks, there's only one way that we can live in God. There's only one. That's through Jesus Christ. I've heard people say even of late, well, there's a number of ways there's a number of ways to be saved. There's a number of ways to go to heaven. There's a number of ways to be what God wants me to be. Folks, there's only one. There's only one way. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the light, and only by me can you come to the Father. I don't care what you've heard. I don't care what you've read. I don't care what your friends have said or another another minister of have said, or another denomination. The only way is through Jesus. That's the only way. And though the law died to the law, I might live to God. I have been, listen, I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. I have put myself to death with Christ Jesus. We have, a, we have an ordinance called baptism. We're going to acknowledge we're going to have a baptism next Sunday, matter of fact. And in that baptism, there's a picture. And that picture is... Dying to self, being buried with Christ, and arising to a new life with Jesus. Dying to self. Are we willing, when we acknowledge Jesus Christ, to say, Lord God, I'm no longer in charge. 
That's what it means when it says I'm dying to self. I'm no longer running my life. I'm no longer making the decisions. Oh yes, my brain still functions. I still decide whether I put the right foot or left foot in front of me. I still decide what kind of clothes I put on or all that kind of stuff. But when it comes down to the basics of serving the Lord, I have died to self and I am led by God the Holy Spirit in all that I do. And if you can't say that this morning and mean it, then you need to see where your feet are. You need to see where your life is. Are you walking with the world and the Judaizers one time and then on Sunday come and work it, walking with the one that are in faith like the Gentiles? It's important that we make that decision. You can't serve two gods. The Word of God says you cannot serve two masters. You're either going to love the one and hate the other. So this morning I say to you, as Paul was speaking to Peter and those others, who do you want to serve? Who are you going to put first in your life? Who are you crucified with? Are you crucified with Jesus? Have you been buried with Christ? And can you say, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. If Christ truly lives in me, I turn my life over to Him. If Christ truly lives in me, every decision I make is going to be based upon what God the Holy Spirit leads me to do. If Christ truly lives in me, when I step out of line, to be more frank, when I sin, Christ in me will have me get on my face before God and say, Lord God, forgive me for sinning against you. If you cannot say, I have been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me, then you need to look and see where you're going to spend eternity. Because if Christ does not live in your heart, you're not saved. And if you're not saved, you're not going to spend eternity with God. To be saved is not to say, I come to church, I'm religious. It's not to say, well, my, my dad or my grandmother or grandfather or whatever was a Christian and went to church and took me every day. It has to be a personal decision on your part it has to be something that you say to God and mean in your heart, Lord God, I acknowledge the fact that Jesus Christ died for me, Jesus paid the price, and I no longer am in charge. God is. God is. He who lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, just because Jesus comes in as our Lord and Savior, we don't do away with that fleshly nature. It's still there. Though I still live in the flesh, I live by faith. Faith in what? 
the Son of God. Not faith in an organization. Not faith in a denomination. Not faith in a preacher or a teacher. But faith in God. And he simply says, Paul speaking to Peter, Peter, you know this, I'm reminding you, and the life which you now live is still in the flesh, you can still sin, but he says, I live by faith, not according to the law, not according to what was given unto Moses. Christ Jesus has fulfilled that. Christ Jesus, by dying on the cross, took all of our sins on us. And he goes on and he says, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You hear that last statement that I read there? Who gave himself? Who gave. Christ Jesus went to the cross voluntarily. Christ Jesus took on our sins voluntarily. Christ Jesus bore the pain, the agony, the shame of the cross. Willingly. That you and I might be forgiven. That he came, who loved me and gave himself for me. I don't know about you, but sometimes I like to get real personal and put Mac in there. Gave himself for Mac. You know what? He gave himself for Ginger, for Paul. He gave himself For Arlene, he gave himself. For Stephanie, he gave himself. For every one of you sitting in this room. Let's get to the real fact. He gave himself for every human that ever walked on the face of this planet. Not just in Rogers, not just in Arkansas, not just in the United States, but everyone that walked on this planet, He gave Himself for them. If He was willing to give up His royalty, His priesthood in heaven, and come and voluntarily die on Calvary's cross for me. Why in the world would I not put my faith in Him? He wasn't paid to do it. He didn't get a lot of accolades for doing it. In fact, they scoffed and made fun of Him. And so much of our lives, we don't live in the manner that gives Him glory for it. 
He who loved me gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Are we going to say Jesus went through all He went through for nothing? If we want to dilly-dally in the world and play at church, then we're saying, Jesus, You just wasted Your life. You took all that shame for nothing. We know the Word says that the law cannot justify. Only through Christ Jesus can our sins be forgiven. So today, I would encourage us to be like I figure Peter was. And I figure Peter's heart was broken. As Paul confronted him openly in front of all, but truthfully. And I'm sure Peter doesn't tell us this, but from his actions thereafter, I have no doubt that Peter didn't get down and say, Lord God, forgive me. And God did. This morning, do you need to say, Lord God, forgive me for where I am, for my thoughts, for my actions, for whatever. You know I don't. But Lord God, I know that I trust Jesus. And I know that my faith is in my risen Savior. My faith is not in the law. My faith is not in people. My faith is not in an organization. My faith is not in anything that I can gain from this world. But my faith is based upon Christ. Our world today is saying, come. Be a part of it. A lot of organizations are saying, come, be a part of us. It's fun. It's happy. We'll make you happy. We'll have a party. We'll entertain you. I have found over 40 odd years in the ministry, this buck is not a party. This book is not entertaining. This book is the life that was given for you and I so that we might have salvation. And the one that it's about paid the price. So we don't come together 
to be entertained. We don't come together to say, let's have a party. But I pray we come together even as Paul confronted Peter. We're here to acknowledge the grace, the love, the sacrifice that Christ Jesus made for us. And we need to live it out so the world can see it in us. When they look at me, I want them to see Jesus. I wished I could say every time, all the time, when people see me, they see Jesus. But as it says, I still live in the flesh. But I know when I ask Him, God will forgive me for that sin. Have you talked to God about it? today. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name for the opportunity that you give us even as you did, Peter, to make the correction, to ask forgiveness, and to go further on with your ministry and your word. So now, Lord God, I would pray that there's those here this morning that need to be saved. They need to call upon the name of Jesus Christ that they'll do it. If there are those that need to be, ask you to forgive them for sins in their lives, maybe they're saved and, and they just need to get it right with you, Father, I pray that they'll come to the altar and they'll get on their face and I'll ask you to forgive them. Lord God, if there are those that need to be, be obedient and join the church, follow you in scriptural baptism, whatever, Father, that this very morning they'll step out and be obedient to God the Holy Spirit. So, Lord God, today we praise you. We thank you for the truth of your word and we thank you for your Son. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Would you stand with us, Brother Harold? You come on right now. Don't wait. Don't tarry. Hymn number three. Just come to Jesus. Right now. In hymn books. Prayer altars are here and they're open. You come on. Without him, I could do nothing. Without him, I surely fail. you come on to Jesus. Come on right now to Jesus. Come to Him.
praise God for each one being here. Be sure and speak to our guests. Let them know that we're glad they're here. Be back tonight, 6 o'clock. We will have a short devotion and then a quick business meeting. But I encourage you, please be here. Be a part of that. May the Lord bless you. Have a great afternoon. And I pray God the Holy Spirit will continue to move in your lives. Brother Max, would you dismiss us, brother? <laughs>